Today is Tuesday, July 3rd, 2018, and you're listening to the Official View News. I'm Greg Pollock. And I'm Adam Jar. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.vjs.org. While there are lots of resources for learning the basics of Vue, there aren't many places to reference the more advanced techniques, which is why I love it when someone puts together a simple list of all of these. The Vue docs cover a lot of these patterns, though, right? Yeah, but this week, Ilkwan Sim posted a Vue Patterns document. In a single readme file, he goes through a quick list with examples of Vue Patterns, techniques, tips, and curated links. It's a great read and refresher of all the common patterns you need to be familiar with on your journey to Vue Mastery. View Storefront version 1.0 was just released, which means it's production ready. This is a standalone progressive web app and headless storefront for your e-commerce engine. It allows you to connect with an e-commerce backend through their API, and the best part about it, it's open source, so anyone can freely use it. Sometimes in your View app, you want to load a component dynamically. Like maybe based on the data you grab out of an API call. Right. And this week, Philip Kuhn brings up the use case of having blog comments that could be a link, an image, or a video. So you might want to load a different component based on the comment type. Is this where you'd use the is component attribute? (laughs) This is where you'd use the is component attribute. It is what it is. And the is attribute allows you to load in a component dynamically. Philip even shows you how you might do this using dynamic imports with Webpack so that your view component code isn't actually loaded into the browser until it's needed. Nice. So if you have 10 different components that could be loaded dynamically, but you're only using two of them, then only the code for those two are loaded into the browser. Yeah. Pretty smart, huh? Yeah. If your website has an international audience, you'll likely want to add internationalization to it. Internationalization, or I-18N, is the process of designing a software app so that it can be adapted to various languages and regions without engineering changes. But a new tutorial by Dobromir Christov breaks down the process and how View Router can be used to check if a language is supported and then route to that version. He also shows how to asynchronously load translation strings on demand and how to manage those strings with a tool called localize.co, which has a free tier. Let's say you have two sibling components with no parent component in common, and they need to share data. How might you do that? So there's no data getting passed to them from a parent. Right. This is why you would use Vuex. Yeah, and if you're not yet familiar with Vuex, or why we need a way to manage state across our application, Hassan Jirda wrote up a wonderful tutorial that walks through the different ways to solve this communication issue, first using a global event bus, then a simple store, and finally Vuex. I honestly haven't seen a better article explaining why you might want to invest the time to learn Vuex. If you need to render PDFs in your web app, a new tutorial by Ross Koffenberger demonstrates how to use PDF.js, which is a Mozilla project that helps you parse and render PDFs in HTML. Oh, so it gets the data off the PDF and then draws it onto the page? Yep. So Ross shows how to use view components to render different PDF pages to Canvas elements. This is part one of a series where he'll explore conditional rendering and adding paging and zoom controls. One thing I have not seen a lot of in the view community is documentation or even tutorials on how to catch errors. You mean like errors that happen in your user's browser? Right. Odds are your app is breaking out there on someone's browser, and do you have a way to track when that happens and look up what your user was doing? We should probably add something like that. Oh, yeah. Like on viewmastery.com? Yes. 
It didn't occur to me to, okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> typey, 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 <laughs> deploy, done. <laughs> like, right. Anyways, Vue has uh, lots of ways built in that make it easy to catch errors. And in an article this week, Lars Eden has wrote up an article where he shows how to configure error handlers in your Vue app. You can even set up error boundaries where you have a component that listens for errors that happen in its child components. So, but what do you do when an error gets caught in someone's browser? Send an API call back to the server to log the error, hopefully with enough information to do something about it? Yeah, you can. But there's also paid services out there which will do the logging for you, like catch.js, track.js, or sentry.io. We've spoken a lot about different options for building native iOS and Android apps with Vue, one of them being NativeScript. And a lot of native apps simply display data fetched from an API. Just like your Vue application does. Right, so the way we can fetch remote data is really the same we would from a web app. In a quick tutorial, Nick Raboy shows two methods for fetching some Pokemon data from the Poke API. First, he shows how to use the NativeScript HTTP module. Then he shows how to do the same thing with Axios. Any surprises? If you know how to use Axios or something similar to fetch data from within a web app, then you know how to do it from within a NativeScript app. When we use single file components and build our app, our HTML templates get converted into render functions. If you're not familiar with render functions, you might want to take Greg's advanced components course. Right. When you hit a limitation of the template language, render functions give you the power you need, allowing you to drop into JavaScript. Tadavarthi Sayanswath wrote up a Medium article about understanding JSX compilation in Vue. JSX is React's way of writing HTML inside your render functions, which you can also do inside of Vue. Right, and in his article, Tadavarthi explains how, when you use the Babel Transform Vue JSX library, it goes through a three-step process to transform your JSX into a render function. Just like how our component template gets transformed into a render function. That makes sense. Thank you for listening to the official Vue News Podcast. Adam and I are going to be at two big conferences coming up later this year, at both of them teaching a day-long intro to Vue workshop. Which, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't need. <laughs> but maybe your company is adopting Vue, and there are a few developers who need to learn it. In which case, you could send them to Vue.js London, taking place September 20 and 21st, or even Connect Tech in Atlanta, Georgia, on October 17th through the 19th. And if you attend either of these conferences, please do say hello. We'd love to meet you.